Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mark's in Baltimore catching a connecting flight to Cleveland. Mark, as um, we know that they lost 11-1, let's just move on for just something <laughs> that I thought last night was great viewing. And I know a lot of people, I don't know why, but there's a lot of haters. Oh, I'm tired of this Derek Jeter thing. It's so it's sick. we heard it all year. That's why. It's amazing how he ended his season with a walk-off hit. And he started that game with a double off the wall. It couldn't have been scripted any better. Can you think of anybody that went out? That way, Mark, when you think about all the years you've watched baseball, did anybody go out like that? I mean, the one I think the one parallel that people are drawing is, you know, Ted Williams hit a home run in his final at bat in Boston and then didn't play the last three games when they went on the road. And I, and I think that was because he wanted to finish that way. And I know Jeter had come up earlier in that game with the bases loaded. And, and, uh, and just following it on Twitter, there was some pretty good speculation. You know, I think that had he hit a grand slam at that point, he might have just taken it to the house as well. <laughs> But uh, you're right. It was it was great theater, and and you know probably shouldn't this you know out loud, much less on a very popular radio show. But a lot of us were in the back of the press box at Fenway Park last night watching on the uh, TV there, and it was about the eighth inning of that incredibly exciting Rays Red Sox game, and it was just <laughs> remarkable theater to watch that and watch them blow the lead, and then you start thinking, you know, is Girardi going to take him out in the ninth inning? Yeah. And, you know, then there's one out and a guy on first, and you start thinking maybe Girardi blew it because a ground ball double play, the game ends. Jeter doesn't get to make the grand you know departure, and then they leave him in, and then they tie the game, and you're like, oh, my gosh, and he's going to come up. Well, that would be crazy. Watch him hit a walk-off, and then the single, and then the butt, and it's, oh, my, you got to be <laughs> kidding me. It, it was just tremendous. And you know, just I've seen the clip probably ten times already this morning at the airport and, and on the phone and everything, and it still kind of gives you tingles. What I think was amazing is that the the Yankees had their own preparation; they, they had their own celebration, and it's like almost Jeter said, "No, I got this, and yeah. we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it my way." I think he did it the better way. I was you're right because I, I did see that they were gonna have the the, the uh, retired guys kind of lead them off the field or something. But now that was. He, he, you, you rarely, you know, you say that a lot, like, oh, you couldn't have written any better, you couldn't have written any better, and it's almost always hyperbole and, and you know, whatever. But this truly just was a spectacular scene, and, you know, certainly I uh, have enjoyed watching it and, and, you know, knowing what it was like for those people sitting there and hearing everyone chanting his name. And, and I thought the other thing was that was the most candid interview I've ever seen him done in, in 20 years of covering that guy and, you know, admitting, you know, he was crying and admitting, you know, he almost lost it on the field. And, and that was that was the best interview he's ever done. Yeah, and he's not normally an, an emotional guy. And to see him that way, I thought it was pretty cool. And the guy happens to live here. He's going to, you know, he's going to make his home here. And it's a pretty good guy to have in the community. Because when you think about the being in the public eye and having a microscope on you, there's no bigger place than New York. And there's no more important role than captain of the Yankees. And the guy's never screwed up. No, and that's remarkable. And, and I think you know, I know we had fun with with the Longoria thing, you know, last week when he said he wanted to get Jeter's phone number. But in a way, that's actually a really smart thing for Evan Longoria to do because you're right, there is no better role model. And, and I know some of Jeter's you know, charity programs are involved in the Tampa community. He's got a number of things with scholarships and schools. But 
you know, I think anything he does in the community, and if you know he ever did make himself available to talk to groups or a large group or something, I mean, that would be a must a must ticket because I think he's a great lesson for for handling oneself with grace, handling oneself under pressure, dealing with the spotlight, and then that leadership, that whole thing. I mean, I think you know he's really you're really seeing it. And, and I heard he's going to get a, a job, I guess, as an intern on your guy's show or something if he's looking for something to do. <laughs> yeah, because he wants to make that Hall of Fame as well. <laughs> The guy's that, a grinder. No, that's not easy. That's hard. That's a harder Hall of Fame to make than, than Major League Baseball. Mark, um, last weekend of baseball with the Rays, um, there really are very few bright spots. But going into next season, Alex Cobb is definitely the ace. And when you look at his earned run average for the year, really good two seven five. He's had a good year. Yeah, you know, you think about you know he had a couple of decent starts, then he got hurt, then he came back, and he was kind of erratic for a little while there, and. You know, it's easy to do this with anyone's stats. I mean, Grant Balfour was telling me the other day, if you take five games out, his his ERA cuts in half, and he had a good year, too. I mean, you can do this with anybody and and chop them up and parse them, but, you know, if you do, if you you take back those couple of starts when Cobb had to get adjusted to coming back after being on the DL, since then this guy's had a tremendous year. He's one of the best pitchers in the American League, and he's going to finish probably fifth or sixth or so in the ERA race, and, you know, had he had the full innings. So I think there's a lot of reason for optimism for the rotation in general. I think... Alex Cobb, you know, taking the taking the chain here from James Shields and David Price, and then he steps up and he becomes that next guy. So I think there is, you know, a fair amount of optimism on that side. I think you can find some as you look around the rest of the team, but I think the rotation is by far the depth and the strongest point. Now, it's safe to say they're not going to spend any money on starting pitching in the offseason. Cobb, Smiley, Archer, Odorizzi, as we say, Helixson goes. Who's number five? Well, you know, Matt Moore is coming back. That's true. That's true. This is an all-star. This is a 17-game winner, and, and, you know, all indications up to now are good. Obviously, it's Tommy John surgery until he throws that first pitch in a big league game, and probably actually until he makes a couple starts. You know, can you totally, you know, say he's back? But all going well there. You know, if he's looking like late May, early June, yeah, maybe you let Hellickson go and you patch this through with with Ptolemy, with Nathan Carnes. There's a couple other guys at AAA who did well, Matt Andreessy, Mike Montgomery, and, you know, you go find another Eric Bedard kind of guy to just be in camp and, you know, maybe be that guy. If you're only looking to cover eight or ten starts, it's not an intimidating thought. So, you know, Matt Moore's recovery, what they think of Carnes and Colomay, and then obviously what evaluation they make on Hellickson versus, you know, what he's done versus the money he's going to make, I think that'll all factor into that decision. Mark, enjoy your weekend in Cleveland, and when we talk Monday, let us know how many LeBron James signs you see. Apparently today was like media day there, so the fact that I am taking this connecting flight may have saved me from uh, being caught in that frenzy because I guess ESPN has been going live all day from outside the arena and everything, so we'll see. All right, Mark. We'll talk Monday. Thanks. Sounds good, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.